I don't know if I want to take it back. The fact that I said it was bland, but that's just how I feel in general. Even though I did appreciate a lot of things, I still feel like overall it was just an okay drama for me. Yeah, I felt no big second lead syndrome in this one. I didn't even ship any of them, any of the characters. I didn't ship Kim Dami and Shobi Shake, and I didn't ship her with the second lead. Anyway, so the second lead's name is Kim Sung Cho. I don't think I've watched anything of him. I'm not even gonna say that's interesting because yeah, I haven't watched that many dramas to be honest. Like I told you guys, I used to be an avid watcher, but these days I'm not, which is interesting because how can I start a podcast? during the time that I started watching less K-dramas. What the heck? But I'm not attached to it at all. Like, I moved on. Like, when I was done watching, I was like, okay, now I can click complete it on my drama list. Like, and it's the same way I felt after watching Hometown Cha-Cha-Cha. Like, y'all really love it, but then, I don't know. I just, I don't feel the same sentiments that you guys feel for the dramas that you guys hype up. But I have told you guys, like, even when I started this podcast, I mentioned that when a drama is really hyped up and I go into it, I'm always disappointed, like almost always disappointed. I'm trying to think of the one time I've watched something that was really hyped up and I appreciated the hype. I don't know. Honestly, I don't understand what the heck I was writing. I'm literally going to read this out how I wrote it. And y'all tell me if you understand it, because I honestly don't. It was irritating. Does it again? It was someone who was really relieved, boy, realistic because that's the conflict eternal conflict that we should your face because along with me because i misunderstandings and we're not among a lot of people what you know now that i'm giving you my thoughts maybe it actually isn't as bad as i thought it was yeah maybe i kind of appreciate it watching it more than i think i did a lot of the characters just hid how they felt and i'm like if they took out that aspect of the drama, then we would have nothing left. If every single character was honest, then we would have had no story or no plot or no drama at all. I don't know. This drama was really sad. <laughs> Not necessarily sad. It was really heartfelt and heartwarming. Maybe I'll give it a 9 out of 10. I feel like I'm contradicting myself a lot on this episode. Hi everyone, welcome or welcome back to another episode on this podcast. I'm your host, Dear Chingu, and I'm glad you tuned in. Dang, I have not said that in a hot minute. But anyway, so on this episode, we are going to be talking about Our Beloved Summer. Pretty sure at this point, no one wants to know if it is worth watching because you guys have probably watched it already. But I still want to put out this episode so you guys can know my thoughts about the drama. Oof, I had to catch my breath. <laughs> um, I have been watching it for a while, but the thing is I put it on hold since january and i continued this month i know it's not that far apart but if you listen to previous episodes then you know the timeline of me watching it and i'm so proud of myself that i'm actually recording today by the way today is february 18th i did record some episodes like two days ago explaining that they were going to be filler episodes before i can get out this one but the fact that i'm recording today makes me happy because then i can actually edit and get this out before those two episodes so yeah, we don't need filler episodes. I'm still going to put them out since I recorded. But anyway, I'm going to be brutally honest on this episode. I don't even know how I'm going to title it. But one thing is for sure. Our Beloved Summer was kind of bland. Like, it was good. I love the message of the drama. But there wasn't any wow factor, if that makes any sense. But it's just my opinion. Like, personally, that's how I feel. Because I know there's a lot of hype about it. And I think it's because I went into it knowing that there was so much hype surrounding it and so I was low-key disappointed I'm not even kidding anyway 
So I started on January 1st or January 2nd, I don't even remember, of this year, obviously. And I got to episode 9 on the 4th of January. So that should tell you a lot. Like, I was actually binging on it. So it was good. It was good. Like, to be honest, the first episode, I was just like, okay, what is this? But then when it got to the ending of the first episode, I was actually attached to it in some way. But it doesn't change the fact that I still think it was bland overall. And I'm saying bland, not bland. I don't know why it sounds like I'm saying bland, like how you blend fruits and vegetables. I mean bland, like B-L-A-N-D, bland. <laughs> okay. So when I got to episode nine, the only reason I stopped was because there were only 10 episodes out then. And I told you guys, I always stop at the episode that's before the one that's out, if that makes any sense. So I put it on hold like I explained to you guys on another episode and I didn't continue until February 12th. Like I said, today is February 18th. I officially completed the drama like three days ago or two days ago. Actually, two days ago. I completed it on Wednesday, February 16th. If I'm not mistaken, I hope it's the 16th. (laughs) So as usual, I will throw out random thoughts that I had while I was watching and I will be going off of the notes that I made. Yeah, I will read out the notes and then I'll expand on my thoughts. Okay, so firstly, what is our beloved summer about? I will read the plot synopsis at some point in this episode, but to give you a basic rundown in my own words, basically our beloved summer is about a couple who are no longer together. They have been separated i'm talking about as if they were married they broke up like five years ago but then they have to record or film their lives again and they did that when they were in high school i feel like this is not a good basic rundown but whatever the female lead is played by kim dami and the male lead is played by choi wushik like i told you they have to film something together and they're basically just filming their lives literally <laughs> and it's because they did it when they were high school students and it got a lot of hype and so the directors or like the producers wanted them to do it again obviously they still felt something for each other and so filming together just helped rekindle the fire that was hidden because it wasn't lost yeah so they liked each other and it was really cute It was really cute to watch them kind of hide their true feelings and that was a big part of this drama like i'm not even kidding a lot of the characters just hid how they felt and i'm like if they took out that aspect of the drama then we would have nothing left if every single character was honest then we would have had no story or no plot or no drama at all yeah like i said i'm not sure how i'm going to title this because i didn't feel like it was as amazing as people made it sound like when i went into it i was expecting it to be this you know really entertaining like heartfelt drama it was heartfelt and heartwarming and it did make me emotional because i love the healing aspect of it but i'm not attached to it at all like i moved on like when i was done watching i was like okay now i can click complete it on my drama list like and it's the same way i felt after watching hometown cha-cha-cha like y'all really love it but then i don't know i just i don't feel the same sentiments that you guys feel for the dramas that you guys hype up but i have told you guys like even when i started this podcast i mentioned that when a drama is really hyped up and i go into it i'm always disappointed like almost always disappointed i'm trying to think of the one time i've watched something that was really hyped up and i appreciated the hype i don't know yeah everything was generic in episode one but then it got to the ending like i told you guys and i was like okay i think i actually want to keep watching so it's not like an awful drama 
that's why I'm saying bland is the is the word to describe it. Something I really appreciated though was the fact that we heard a lot of the characters' thoughts and that kind of made it more relatable in a way. So even if the situation was pretty self-explanatory, like you didn't need anyone to give you more supporting like facts about what you were watching, just hearing their thoughts reinforced what the producers were trying to convey and that really made the drama more relatable and realistic because you're like oh I actually I relate to that like yeah I feel that way sometimes I don't know it was just more natural in a way it's a very chill drama it's a very chill melodrama and I think I appreciate that as well I feel like I'm contradicting myself a lot on this episode but like I'm telling you guys I'm not saying the drama is bad I'm just saying like it's not a 10 out of 10 drama for me. It's pretty early to rate it, but if I was going to rate it, I would give it an 8.5 or even an 8. No, an 8 is too low. Yeah, I think I'll give it an 8.5, but I don't think it's the 9 to a 9.5 drama for me. It's just an okay drama, literally. Like, it's just okay. That's how I felt. I tried to watch it. I was just like, okay, it's okay. Like, it was good. It was okay. But I'm not like, oh my gosh, I want to go back and rewatch. Like, I didn't feel any chemistry at all. But about that, I think I'm the issue here because these days I just find it so hard to ship actors <laughs> and actresses. I don't know why. Like, I literally watch kiss scenes and I'm just like, I don't feel anything. I'm not even kidding. Sometimes I skip because I'm just like, okay, next. Like, for Hometown Tasha, I wasn't able to watch any of their kissings. But I think it was because of Kim Ubin and Shimina. But like, for Kim Nami and Choi Bushik, like, I didn't feel anything. I was just like, okay <laughs> i don't know man i don't know so something that i made a note of was they were dragging it out but at the same time i wanted him to get over the part of reminiscing about the past because it was irritating there is an internal conflict Honestly, I don't understand what the heck I was writing. The second lead reminds me of Kim Dong-hee sometimes. Honestly, like after watching him for a while, I don't think that's the case anymore. But like my first impression, I was like, dang, he really looks like Kim Dong-hee. Which is interesting because I didn't know that Kim Dong-hee was in a, not even a scandal. He was in a controversial situation. That's interesting. I feel like every single day we are canceling someone. But anyway, I'm going to search Our Beloved Summer because I just realized that I do not know the second lead's name. <laughs> it is so loud in the background please forgive me if you are hearing any noises oh his name is kim song chol wait what is escoop's last name because escoop's name is also song chol if it is kim song chol then that's interesting oh he is choi song chol okay anyway so the second lead's name is kim song chol i don't think i've watched anything of him i'm not even gonna say that's interesting because yeah i haven't watched that many dramas to be honest like i told you guys i used to be an avid watcher but these days I'm not, which is interesting because how can I start a podcast during the time that I started watching less K-dramas? What the heck? Anyway, to go on with my thoughts, something that I put was Chebushik is such a great actor. There's this scene where it's a close-up and he has to portray two emotions at the same time when they're talking about being alone. Uh, he had to cover up the fear he was feeling, but you can see both looks on his face. I don't know how to describe it. It's the little things like this that points out his skills for me. Yes, he is an amazing actor. There was this one time, like, like the scene that I'm describing, and it's so cute, like the relationship with his mom, but the scene I'm describing, he's basically laying on his mom's legs, like his head is on her thighs, and then she's basically telling him, like, I'm sorry you had to grow up alone, blah, blah, blah. And then he has to like act like he's not bothered by it, but you can see that he's really sad about it and he's kind of afraid. I don't know. He just portrayed that so beautifully. 
oh my gosh he is really a good actor i love the storytelling it wasn't just as straightforward when one thing happened it was connected to previous events that led up to it or a hidden deeper meaning and whatnot yes that's something i really appreciated about this drama so they would show us something i mean we had an epilogue in every episode if i'm not mistaken but they would show us something and that's related to another story like in the drama and that story has a deeper meaning so like even the things that were really like you would think is trivial it was actually deeper than all that you know now that i'm giving you my thoughts maybe it actually isn't as bad as i thought it was yeah maybe i kind of appreciated watching it more than i think i did another thing that i made a note of is i didn't recognize joe book yes oh my gosh so i just realized that every single thing i've watched of that man i really love his character like his character always has a special place in my heart because he's just like so wise and like his character is just like so relatable and wholesome and i didn't realize he was the one in navalera the first place i saw him was entertainer he was i don't want to spoil entertainer for you but he played one of the like most significant parts of the drama which is like a huge plot twist i really loved him and one of my favorite songs from entertainer he's the one who sang it and then in navalera he was the second son and y'all remember when i recorded that episode i told you that he was my favorite character and now in this he actually played a producer he's not like a major role or anything but i still appreciated seeing him because because I didn't realize like he was the same person in all three dramas which is just a good note <laughs> um another note is moms are so precious just as realistic how she treats him and cares for him yes guys there is a huge plot twist and like even before I knew the plot twist or even before they showed the plot twist I really appreciated his mom and the way she acted towards him and so knowing the plot twist it even made it more beautiful like their relationship oh my gosh i just love everything about their relationship yeah like i told you guys pretense and hiding your true emotions is a big part of the character's lives like literally every single one of them i'm trying to think of a character who didn't like one of the main characters who didn't hide how they truly felt which is interesting because i feel like we do that on a daily basis like every one of us just think about it if you were honest every single time and like going for what you really wanted then your life will be so much simple but because we try to complicate things by hiding how we feel in it really sucks it really sucks because you miss out on a lot of things because you do that and i do that too but you know that's life yeah i felt no big second lead syndrome in this one i didn't even ship any of them any of the characters i didn't ship kim dummy and shobi shake and i didn't ship her with the second lead however the second lead is the reason i stayed for his story i feel like his story touched me more than choi wushik's story and kim nami's story but towards the end i appreciated everyone's story because that was when like the truth was revealed like it's not even that big i don't want to say the truth because then when you watch it you're like what truth is she talking about but like just when everyone started to become honest and everything started to come out and everyone was coming clean with their actions and why they did what they did i started to appreciate it more because it was even more relatable like oh i'm like okay yeah i probably have done that before or yeah i relate to that because that's how i feel like so yeah towards the end i appreciated the drama much more than the beginning the second lead story was so beautiful and it made me so emotional and i felt like i could relate to it like i've never actually been in a situation that he is in but just some of the emotions that he went through, I feel like I can relate to it on a deeper level. But yeah, I didn't feel any second lead syndrome. I just genuinely felt bad for him, especially like when things were going really smooth. So like he would be so happy and then something would just happen and take away that happiness, which is really sad. 
We have a lot of voiceovers in the back that kind of serve as extra explanations if the viewers are clueless. They aid my understanding of the situations or sometimes the way I take it is not how it's intended to be portrayed. So then I see it the way the directors and writers want it. Yeah, I talked about that, how we have a lot of the characters' thoughts or like the characters just speaking a voiceover and it's like more explanation in case you don't understand. But I feel like they did it even in the scenes that were really basic and simple. So it's not necessarily to explain. I think it's just there. It's just part of the storytelling, which is what made it unique. And I, I think I appreciated that a lot. Yes, I really loved the friendship. So one thing you need to know is that the second lead and the middle lead basically have the same name, just different last names. So Choi Shik's name is Choyung, if I'm not mistaken. Which is interesting because his last name is Choi. Honestly, if I say which is interesting one more time, I'm going to slap myself. Psych! Anyway, the second lead plays Jiung. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but it's ung that's their name both of them but i love their friendship it's so precious like even when you think things are going to come in between them it's like they just move past it they're just so close like i want a friend like that i want a friendship that's similar to theirs actually no i take that back because it's easy to say i want a friendship if i'm choying like if i am choing's character but i don't think i want to be the second lead for so many reasons like his life was so depressing i'm not even kidding which is what made me stay like i said because i wanted to see how it'll end i wanted to see if he'll get a happy ending and honestly if he didn't i would have been so mad because he deserved a lot yeah back to what i was saying about their friendship it was so cute like there's this one part they showed like a montage of sleepovers like the second lead would always go over to choshik's place to sleep over it was so cute and just like how they cared about each other like they knew i think they both had this like mutual understanding of their feelings for the female lead even if they never necessarily said it out yeah i don't think the second lead explicitly confessed to either chowishik or um kiminami's character but i think chowishik understood like he knew nothing had to be said he just knew which is sad i really felt bad for the second lead i really felt sad and bad for him yeah episode 13 i really felt bad for the second lead it felt like his world came crashing what it felt like his world just like came crashing down came crashing down went crashing down you understand what i'm trying to say but yeah it was really sad i really felt bad for him oh yeah some scenes are so beautiful and heartfelt there's this one scene if i'm not mistaken maybe in episode 10 she was trying to hold her tears and then they put it on the water faucet and then it was slowly like a water droplet was slowly coming down like i feel like they were trying to show her own emotions how she was trying to hold back the tears but the tears are slowly gathering to pour out i don't know this drama was really sad <laughs> not necessarily sad it was really heartfelt and heartwarming maybe i'll give it a nine out of ten for that aspect i don't know i just feel like i didn't really enjoy the romance but that's a big part of it because it surrounds their story of breaking up coming back together like yeah that's even part of the story like they broke up a lot and they got back together a lot and finally like getting back together and being honest with each other and stuff like that oh yeah <laughs> sometimes when i was watching kim nami's character reminded me of lee jen jen from go ahead so not necessarily kim nami as an actress like they don't look alike just the character like some things that she did reminded me of seventh character from go ahead watch go ahead if you haven't <laughs> 
like I'm talking about go ahead even in 2022 that's interesting uh, I was just watching to complete it at one point but the second lead made it interesting for me I felt like I could relate I could relate to Kim Nami as well especially when she says she hurt other people to avoid getting hurt because it's really selfish but at the same time it's a defense mechanism that a lot of us adapt yes as selfish as it sounds I feel like we all do that you would rather hurt someone than to get hurt but like you wouldn't necessarily go out of your way to hurt them it's just as you're trying to protect yourself from getting hurt you hurt them and you don't care enough your vision is not clear enough to see that you're actually hurting them to the extent that you are you just think you're protecting yourself it's really sad but then again i think something she did it on purpose like this is kind of a spoiler but it's not really a spoiler because i told you guys they break up a lot and this one time that she was breaking up he was like am I the easiest thing for you to throw away when things get hard and she was like no you're the only thing I can throw away dang that was like shooting an arrow in someone's chest like imagine oh my gosh that was really oof it hurt me and she wasn't even talking to me like dang <sighs> but there was a lot of character development I think that's a huge part of this drama too a lot of healing and a lot of character development for every single main character especially the three of them so the male lead second lead and female lead there was a lot of character development, which I really appreciated. I was going to say that Cho Yishik plays similar personas or like similar roles in every single drama I've watched of him. But then because of the character development in this one, I don't think I want to say that anymore. Yeah, I just really appreciated it. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of notes, but I think they're spoilers. So I'm going to leave it in the unfiltered section. Yeah, I think overall there are a lot of lessons to learn from this drama. Like, it's the little things we ignore that actually make up our lives. Because there was this one part where um, Kim Dami's character was recalling all the memories that she's had. And like, just putting everything together, she realized how blessed she was. Like, she always thought her life was really depressing and just like horrible. But then when she actually starts to think about it, it was like, dang, like, I'm actually blessed. Like... <laughs> There are a lot of things to learn from this drama. It's good. For the message, it is amazing. I just didn't feel the romance at all. And I think that's what's bugging me because, like I said, it's a huge part of it. But then I still appreciate it. The message is beautiful, like I've said for the hundredth time. Uh, I need to read the plot synopsis for you guys, which I forgot to do, which is interesting. <laughs> anyway, so Arby Love Summer has 16 episodes. I don't think... Yeah, it was just like full 16 episodes. Each episode should be an hour or an hour plus but it's not like an hour 30 it's maybe an hour and five minutes each and here is the plot synopsis by the asian wiki staff Cho Young, played by Cho Wishik, and Ku Young Soo, played by Kim Dami, broke up five years ago. A documentary they filmed during their high school days becomes popular. They don't want to, but they have to stand in front of the camera. Cho Young seems naive and a free-spirited man, but he wants to have something for the first time in his life. For that, he shows what he holds in his mind. Ku Young Soo aimed to become the top student at her school, but she is now an adult who lives fiercely, adapting to her reality. I don't know if that is a good enough plot synopsis, but I'll take it. Also, something I forgot to mention is that Ru jong is in this. Probably just butchered her name, but she wasn't 18 again. Now, for some reason, I feel bad for saying this, but I just didn't like her acting in this. I don't know what about it. It just felt so mediocre and so empty. <laughs> I don't have a perfect word to describe it. 
but then her life was also deep so I appreciated the deep aspect of the character but in general I just didn't really feel her acting like the actress acting like I think the character was okay but I didn't feel her acting at all which is interesting because I did like her acting in 18 again so I don't think like she's a bad actress I just think in this drama I just didn't feel her execution as well anyway so yeah Chobi Shik is the male lead Kim Dami is the female lead Kim Sung Cho is the second male lead and Ruro Jong-il is the I think I'll consider her to be the second female lead because it was like a love square triangle situation yeah Park Jin-ju is in this she plays um Kim Nami's best friend which I appreciated seeing her anyway I feel like this episode was a flop I'll try to get out as much as I can while editing so it doesn't go to waste completely Oh, by the way, Arby Love Summer is a 2021 to 2022 drama, so I can say it is officially the first 2022 K-drama I have completed. Um, yeah, check it out if you want to or not. Yeah, okay, I think I'm going to end here by saying that it is worth watching. So to answer the question, even though I'm not going to title it that way, is... Arbor Love Summer worth watching if you haven't watched it yet. Yes, it is definitely worth watching. Overall, I would give it an 8.5. 2 and 9. 2 and 9 for the message. But for like the romance, it just wasn't there for me. But I think it was there for everyone else. So I'm probably the problem. So yeah, I'll give it an 8.5. A solid 8.5. 2 and 9. Anyway, thank you so much guys for tuning in. I'm so glad that you did. If you like content like this and if you don't mind, Please check out previous episodes and come back for more and new content. Alrighty, young. You know, every time I say content, I remember going 17 when Vernon was like, content too. I cannot. I cannot. If you know, you know. If you don't, don't try to understand. Or, actually, you should watch going 17 if you don't. It's really funny. Really, really funny. Okay, so to start with the unfiltered recap, I actually don't have a lot to say because I'm drained. Actually, I have a lot to say, but I don't want to say it because I'm drained. But, oh yeah, like the second lead, oh my gosh, like the biggest blow for me was when his mom told him she was gonna die. I was like, are you kidding me? Like this dude is trying to survive being heartbroken from like getting rejected even though he never confessed his feelings. But like when she told him that, I was like, are you kidding me? But then I loved it so much when he told her like fight to survive, like fight to live. Like even though he, he couldn't forgive her and even though he was mad, he was like there's still a chance for us to like be better if that makes any sense and then he told her to fight for her life like when she was at the hospital that made me cry I lost it like I was just like yeah like I tried not to cry throughout but then when he said that I couldn't hold it in anymore it was really really sad one thing though that I want to say is please don't willingly have kids if you know you won't be able to take care of them like if your life is really miserable and you have a kid, you're just going to pass on every misery that you feel onto that kid who did nothing. And that kid is going to grow up traumatized. Like, I don't even know how else to say that. I know that there are certain circumstances where you don't, like, you don't plan to have a child, but then you have one. It's like, just try as much as you can to give love to that child or at least don't pour out your anger on that child especially if the child did nothing because that was a huge part of the second lead's life like his mom was just like she was living a very depressing life and she just poured it out on him oh my gosh it was so sad watching it i'm getting so emotional talking about it again but seriously like guys 
don't have kids if you know you won't be able to take care of them if you know you won't be able to take full responsibility you're just going to scar the child and don't let that happen please (sighs) yeah i really appreciated the character development like how so one of the reasons that she broke up was because she wanted to hide that she was hurting but then towards the end she actually told him she was hurting like that scene was so precious she actually went and she was crying she was like i don't want to ruin this again i'm actually hurting i was like dang like she has come a long way the fact that she hit her before and she broke up with him and now she's being so like transparent and honest with him because she's trying to save their relationship from failing again like that was so beautiful and precious yeah when Choi we should accept that the best thing is to do nothing when you have a borrowed life oh my gosh that hit me that's another like line that really hit me hard and i think i almost cried i got tear guide at that point <sighs> i wheezed oh my gosh when the coincidence how comfortable when like he had asked her to go to paris with him but then she was like she'll think about it and then the next thing was of someone asking her to go to paris for work i was like really but then it's interesting because she didn't like choose to go so then it's like that scene was not necessary i mean i guess they're trying to show like either way she wouldn't have gone i don't know it took away from the fact that she wasn't going so okay i think what they were trying to convey this is how i saw it they're trying to say like she's gonna live her own life like she's not gonna lay down her own life for this like dude who she loves right but then adding the fact that she was actually offered a job it's like so she's giving that up too i don't know it just didn't make any sense when they added that part but you know maybe i just don't understand sorry it is so loud in the background yeah i didn't feel any spark watching i told you guys but oof yeah i was not expecting the twist of his real dad abandoning him like when they said like cho six real dad abandoned him I was like, dang, like that was something I was not expecting because a huge part of this drama was a lot of things that looks really on the surface were deeper than all that. Like there was a reason for all his actions. But even though it just looked like he was taking life really nonchalantly and stuff, but he was actually a really deep person. He was just trying to protect himself from getting hurt. So it showed like the different ways people try to protect themselves. Like Kim Dami, she would hurt other people. Chabushik would just do nothing to protect himself because like he wasn't his parents real son if that makes any sense it was really sad yeah like i told you i love how all the characters that jubo create access really wholesome there was this one part like he was giving the second lead advice on what to do regarding his mom he was just like you can get mad later you can choose to forgive her or not later but don't waste the time that you have left with her there are a lot of good lessons guys like i told you i didn't feel any kissings in this i think we had a good number of them but i was just like okay anyway guys that's it i hope i didn't forget to mention anything that i wanted to mention he is an amazing actor like oh my why is it so freaking loud can y'all stop like throwing stuff what the heck if that makes any sense i know i say if that makes any sense so often please forgive me yeah i repeat a lot of phrases and words (laughs) i feel like that's a trademark of this podcast and y'all are probably used to it by now but if this is your first time then please just bear with me and i say please bear with me a lot of times and that shows you how many times i need you to do that anyway and i say anyway really often too It's a very chill drama. It's a very chill, mellow drama. Oops, it was so loud right now. I'm so sorry. 
Okay, guys, I never thought I would say this, but I low-key want to continue Bad and Crazy, but I don't even want to watch it for We Had Trinelli Don't Work. Like, that was my initial reason. But now I actually want to watch it for Hakion. Like, the fact that I want to watch a drama for Hakion says a lot. Like, I actually miss Hakion, and I think I at this point I'll take whatever content I want of him. If you do not know, Hakion used to be in VIX. I don't know if he's still active in VIX. I don't even know if VIX is still active, but his stage name is N, if you know him by that. Um... The kids who played like the two characters, both Choing and Jiyoung, I think they did an amazing job. You know, after recording an episode that talked about um, SBS, no, it talked about TVN and OCN being superior to other like broadcast networks and channels. Now I can't like every time I look at a drama, I look at who I look at the network that's associated with it because that's really funny. I love the last scene. Like, they asked him to record again. They were like, do you think we're pushovers? And then they were like, we're married. That was really, really funny. I hate it so much when I'm recording and someone calls me because then that turns off my recording on my laptop. Like, I always forget to put my phone on do not disturb. And that happens. It's so freaking irritating. But anyway, so that was all I had to say for our beloved summer. Check it out, I guess. Okay, peace. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.